This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dan Bongino. I have an obligation to come on the air with data and material and research. I can't just say trade stinks. Thanks for tuning in. The Dan Bongino Show. Well, let's jump right in because we have no time for nonsense. Get ready to hear the truth about America. When I was a young man, I don't remember it being sexy to want to allow a nanny state to control my life. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Renegade Republican with Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man, uh, glad to be here. Good to have you back. Uh, Saw you on TV yesterday there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope you all liked it. Uh, For those of you who tuned in to Fox News is outnumbered at noon. I was on yesterday, spent the hour on the couch there with the lovely ladies. Uh, I enjoyed it, had a blast. You know, just a quick behind the scenes here, because I get a lot of questions about this Mm -hmm. stuff all the time, especially on email. You know, hey, how's Fox? What's it like? And, uh, you know, how are the how are they in real life? I'm telling you this with no. Obviously, I wouldn't lie to you regardless. I would just not say anything if I had anything negative to say. But I can tell you with zero ambiguity that the people at Fox are just really awesome. When you go there, they they treat you like uh, like gold. They do. It's it's really a. I'm not kidding. I, again, if it was a bad experience, I would just not comment. <laughs> but I do get a lot of questions. They say, "Well, what's it like? What's uh, what's who, how's Harris? How's uh, Sandra? How are they? They're all amazing. Like they come in and they make a big deal." about you being there and it you know it makes you feel great so it was really a good experience uh, i had it out a little bit with uh marie harf yeah baby. Uh, but you know listen she's she's a liberal and she doesn't run from it now I, i'll be honest with you outside of the the couch and the show she was she was great i mean you have to understand during the commercial breaks it's not like she was why did you just say that to me that's not what happens during the commercial breaks, she's like so hey how was that secret service job you got any cool story i mean it's just <laughs> And I, I think it just speaks to the fact that we can, there are people who can still disagree on political ideas, Joe, and not yeah. be vicious to each other. Mm-hmm. I wish that, you know, the far left, uh, a lot of other these Antifa clowns would take up some advice and learn from that a little bit. Hey, you Dan, know? do you think any of those guys listen to the uh, podcast? Uh, who? Uh, a- any of the Fox guys up there? Oh, the, yeah, I know yeah. one of them does specifically. So right. uh, not, not the, the uh, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the, the, behind the scenes per- yeah. people up there and uh you know it's yeah so it's it's been it was it was fun it was really a blast cool. i had a good time and uh thanks to everyone else. hey uh, one quick thing before we get into the stories uh du jour because we have a ton of them today there's a lot of good stuff uh this mayweather mcgregor fight again which is going to happen the 26th which is what is that is that saturday is yeah, that tomorrow tomorrow night oh it's tomorrow night right yeah mm-hmm. i think the weigh-ins are today this is this is just huge and i just wanted to uh, this is not a mixed martial arts show, obviously, but just a quick point on this. I'm telling you again, I love Conor McGregor. I think he's a really terrific fighter. I admire his skills. I am a Brazilian jiu-jitsu mixed martial arts guy, although I started in boxing. And the reason this, this is a straight boxing match between, the, I think, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, pound-for-pound fighters of all time and Floyd, uh, Floyd Mayweather against Conor McGregor, who is a terrific mixed martial arts fighter. The problem that we're going to have here and the reason... 
I think McGregor is going to get is going to lose and lose bad. And we'll know. I mean, my prediction game has been pretty good with politics. We'll see how it is with fighting. <laughs> uh, we'll all know on Monday, right? Yeah. But I think he's going to lose badly. Uh, and De La Hoya, Oscar De La Hoya was on Fox News this morning, kind of confirming my point here. He made the same prediction. Is boxing's a distance game? And the distance game is different than the mixed martial arts game. If you're familiar with mixed martial arts, when you're fighting someone, mm-hmm. and when I say mixed martial arts, I, I'm, 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 imagine just for a second, although it's not, just imagine like a no-holds-barred street fight, okay. okay? The distancing is different than in boxing. You can close the gap in boxing easily without fear of two things. You don't have to worry about getting kicked, and you don't have to worry about getting taken down by a judo throw or wrestling uh, takedown. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about that. Right. You don't have to worry about defending the knees. You don't have to worry about defending the hips. So you can close the distance in boxing because you don't have to worry about the legs. And newsflash, Joe, legs are longer than arms. Mm. So you can close that distance. It's a different game. McGregor is not used to fighting in that distance like Mayweather is. And I think it's going to lead to some big problems. I, I, I see if, if the fight goes longer than five rounds, it'll only be because Mayweather's carrying him. There's no other way because they want to extend the fight out for ratings or something. Now, in a mixed martial arts fight, May, uh, Mayweather would get destroyed. Mm-hmm. McGregor would submit him in 10 seconds. But in this fight, I think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to end well for Conor. I wish him the best. I hope it goes well. But he's not used to fighting in that distance. He's used to fighting in a longer distance, worried about wrestling takedowns and legs. And in that longer distance, it's a different strategy altogether. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, because this has taken over like the pop culture. It's all over. the Even Fox was covering <laughs> it this morning. All right, folks. Uh, you know, one of the things that's been bothering me ever since I did yesterday's show, too, is you know, we can't agree on a common set of facts anymore. And this is really disturbing. I was having kind of an off-the-record conversation with someone in a green room yesterday. And I was talking about how it's just disturbing how we can't even agree on a common set of facts. How when the liberals determine something is a scandal, the far left, the fringe element of society, right? Not the Democrats. I'm talking about the fringe element of even the Democrat Party. Mm. When they determine something's a scandal, it's a scandal. Yet when something's a legitimately a scandal... And it involves a Democrat and may tarnish the liberal brand. That scandal, in fact, goes away. And that scandal's never covered. And it's not a scandal because nobody knows about it. The old, you know, if the tree falls in the woods, yeah. it's only covered by conservative media and it's avoided largely by mainstream media. Now, what am I talking about? Folks, this story with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the IT scandal up on the hill, Capitol Hill, is blowing up. It is becoming, and I'm, this is a quote here from a New York Post piece by Paul, Paul Sperry today, which I will put in the show notes at Bongino.com. Strongly encourage you to sign up for my email list if you wish, your choice, of course. I will email you the show notes every day along with a link to the podcast and some interesting news stories I find when I, uh, when I probe the internet. But there's a piece in the New York Post by Paul Sperry, which is just damning. How this thing is a quote in the piece from a, a, a quote, senior U.S. official familiar with the investigation. Now, before I give you the quote, for those of you who missed the investigation, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and a number of House Democrats on the congressional side hired this guy and his family to run their IT network. In the course of running their IT network, it's alleged that multiple crimes were committed. Crimes including the taking of funds to buy property they couldn't account for, the transmission of secure data from house files. Think Mm -hmm. think about this, Joe. Yeah. Internal congressional emails, potential national security information, the transfer of that off the secure network to who knows where. Lovely. There are allegations of uh, significant transfers of money to Pakistan and other foreign countries. This story is blowing up. Now, this senior U.S. official is quoted as saying, 
This is a massive, massive scandal. He says it twice. That's not me repeating it. That's him. He says this is a massive scandal. Yet, we can't seem to agree that this is a massive scandal or the facts because the mainstream media is avoiding the story because it's a Democrat. Now, what I find out is not to keep harping on this Trump-Russia thing because it's died down because, as I mm-hmm. told you, for months and months and months covering it with Joe here, there was no Trump-Russia scandal. It was a fabrication of the left. But the left which runs the pop culture, feeding into my narrative of the week, how the left has won the culture war because they own the media, they own academia, and they own Hollywood. They get you to believe that fringe elements of society, the media, (laughs) Hollywood, (laughs) and frankly, far left-wing academia, they want you to believe that this is what's going on and this is the important stories for the popular culture and this is how the country feels. When they don't, they want you to believe Confederate right. statues are a big scandal, too, when only 27% of the country wants these statues taken down, according to an NPR poll. So it's not the majority of the country. It's a fringe element. They're also The fringe element also dictates to you what you should be concerned about, what's a scandal and what isn't. Mm-hmm. So they made the fake Trump-Russia story with no evidence at all, an international scandal, literally, while downplaying what's going on right now with Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a profound, unbelievably important story that regardless of your partisan leanings, you should be unbelievably concerned about. Now, I got another story, too, which has been conveniently suppressed by the far left media. Hmm. But equally disturbing in this story is instead of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the congresswoman from from Florida, who the Democratic congressman from Florida, who brought these people into the House network and got them hired. And by the way, continued to pay this guy, Joe, even after the scandal started to break. Mm -hmm. Continued to pay him. What's incredibly disturbing is instead of Debbie Wasserman Schultz saying, hey, we have a problem here. And for the sake of U.S. national security and the integrity of the House of Representatives Information Network, we need to get to the bottom of this. And we need to find out what this person who's alleged to have committed these wrongdoings actually did. What does she do? What the left always does and what I tell you all the time to look out for. The left has nothing. When they have nothing, what do they resort to? Identity politics every time. So a quote from Debbie Washerman Schultz's team. So this is nothing more than racial and ethnic profiling because they happen to have uh, because they happen to be uh, Muslim. There you go. So. Yeah, not yeah. that they did anything wrong, Joe, of course. It's that, you know, we want to ignore the overwhelming evidence. Keep in mind, they've been indicted, meaning that there is probable cause that not only was a crime committed, but that that crime was committed by these people. So these are allegations, nothing proven yet in a court of law, but let's be crystal clear on this. Mm-hmm. There is probable cause that there was a crime committed and a crime that crime may have been committed by these people. Mm-hmm. And she's blaming it all on racial and ethnic profiling because they have nothing else, folks. They've got nothing else. This is all the left has. Now, there's another story blowing up on the conservative uh, ecosystem of of media resources, not, of course, in the mainstream media because they're Democrats and they're hacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are. I'll get to that in a second. I don't want to confuse stories, but they're hacks. Robert Menendez, who is a Democrat senator from New Jersey, is is was is alleged to have uh, been involved in some significant corruption. He is on trial. He's uh, ready to go on trial. Right. And the story is devastating because when you look at the allegations that he may have taken money and gifts from someone he went and lobbied for up on the hill as a United States senator, he's a Democrat senator from New Jersey. They're really troubling allegations. Have you heard anything about it from the mainstream media? Of course not. 
because it's a Democrat senator. If it was a Republican senator, it would be a story every night on the nightly news. Now, you know, yesterday on I got some couple of emails back from some liberal kookadoodles yesterday mm-hmm. uh, about a comment I made when I defended Trump calling a lot of these media people un-American. Um, I mean it. I'm going to double and triple down on that. Now, go. of course, the left will you know, try to blame you for, for all kinds of malevolent behavior, saying, oh, you're motivating people to do nasty things against the media. Um, if you listen to my show, uh, you know that, one, you're a moron for saying that, but secondly, you're just a liar and you're being disingenuous. Listen, we on the conservative right believe in big R rights given by God, and those big R rights given to you by God include the ability to act on American to act like a moron and a lie, which is what a large portion, unfortunately, of the mainstream media does. Not all, but a good swath of them. Now, folks, by propagating a mythical Trump-Russia story completely fabricated by you, by insisting in, uh, you want to go back a while? You want to go back to, as Michelle Malkin does in her Michelle Malkin Investigate series on CRTV? Mm -hmm. You want to go back to Walter Durante? You want to go back to the New York Times defending the Soviet Union, lying about what was going on over there? How far do you want to go back to show that there are elements in the media that are anti and un-American? How far back? Lying to the American public, deceiving them about a fictitious scandal while ignoring other prominent, important stories like Democrat scandals that could endanger national security. What, what does that make them? Pro-American? I don't understand exactly. They're, they're advocates for America now, lying to the American public to manipulate them, to get you to believe that one party has a moral high ground over the other, despite the fact that their moral failings are legion. What, what part of that are you missing? So Media Matters, of course, uh, the clown group, uh, Angelo, whatever his face is over there. It's like, oh, my gosh, Bongino agreed there that uh, some of the media are un-American. They, well, but it's because they are. I'm just simply restating a fact. The fact that the facts bother you does not bother me. It, it should bother you that you can't. These are just facts. They just don't like America. They don't like liberty. They don't like our system of capitalism. Downplaying the Venezuelan crisis. I mean, the media cannot cover news anymore. They failed to do journalism. That's why I always laugh when I when the media tries to do economics. I always say economics. They can't even do journalism. Now, by doing this, they're really skewing the American public, and they're getting companies and people to do things that are really insane. A couple other stories I saw today, so I want to motor through these because these are really important to show you, again, how this culture war on the far left has gotten people to believe and companies to believe that you're safe with the fringe left. In other words, Joe, that is a, a safe space to conduct business, mm-hmm. to be accepted by polite society, despite the fact that the views held by the fringe left are fringe views. A very small portion of America wants Confederate statues taken down. A very small portion of America wants men in the women's room. These are the kind of fringe issues that it, it's it's now considered the, quote, right thing to do by companies and members of you know polite society to associate with these fringe elements because these fringe elements propagate this idea that this stuff is all okay through the media, academia, and the culture on TV and Hollywood. A couple examples of this. I saw a story in the Wall Street Journal today. I, I'll put it in the show notes. It's by Kim Strassel, who's done some really good work lately on this. I, I, I was, I, I'm really, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm upset. To be honest with you, I'm slightly enraged by it. And I just want to be very clear, though, getting the story out. So I deliberately waited getting in on this. Now, I will put the, the story in the show notes. It's an op-ed piece by Strassel, and it points out that J.P. Morgan the financial institution, is now pledging to donate a half a million dollars to who? The Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, a fringe group that started with a very noble cause and did some great work against the Ku Klux Klan. 
and has now turned into an anti-conservative group that labels anybody they disagree with as a hate group. One of those labels, the labeling of a hate group, uh, using the hate group label, excuse me, on the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C., a a pro-family values organization I am intimately familiar with, was by the actual shooter blamed, that label, Joe, Mm -hmm. blamed by the shooter, this guy Floyd Corkins, a guy who walked in there and shot the place up. He said he was motivated by the Southern Poverty Law Center's labeling of the Family Research Council as a hate group, despite any evidence that that's actually true, and only because they disagreed with their view on gay marriage. This is a fringe group. The Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. This is a fringe element dedicated to the destruction of conservative, libertarian-based groups who disagree with them politically. That's all they are now. They started with a noble cause. They have transformed themselves into a politically motivated, partisan outfit dedicated to attacking conservatives, liberty, and American values. That's all they do. Yet J.P. Morgan and Apple, Apple, which I'm, I'm really at a crossroads here what to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's tough for me right now to unintegrate myself without losing the show. Apple and J.P. Morgan have donated millions of dollars now, pursuant to what happened in Charlottesville, to this organization, to continuing labeling you, you hate mongers. Folks, it's safe on the left. It's safe. I, put, I, took some, I, I wrote down some examples so I, I wouldn't forget this. I saw a commercial today on TV. Goes to show you again how it's completely safe to associate yourself with the fringe left, but very dangerous to uh, associate yourself with mainstream conservative values. Mm -hmm. Mainstream. Yeah. I was watching, uh, preparing for the show, and I see a commercial for Infinity. And who's the new Infinity spokesperson? Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. the point guard for the Golden State Warriors. Fantastic basketball player. Skills are, are, are tremendous. One of the going to be one of the greatest players of all time, if not one of the greatest right now. Admire his skills. Respect his skills. Don't respect the guy at all. He's taken some ridiculous, I think, outspoken political stances, and I think he's grotesquely misinformed, and I just don't respect that. I respect people who do their homework and think. This guy's not a thinker. He has taken some incredibly ignorant stances against Republican values, Steph Curry. But of course, putting him on an Infinity commercial, Infinity doesn't care. Why, Joe? It's safe. Because it's safe. You're damn right it's safe. You bet. Yet I'll tell you right now, you put a guy like, let me see, uh, think of who's a, oh, James Woods, who's a Hollywood actor. Now you, a lot of you know who James Woods is. He's yeah. been in a ton of different films. Follow his tweets. Yeah. yeah, James, he's he's a, he's, he's very prolific tweeter yep. uh, on the Twitter f- social media forum. James Woods is a diehard conservative. I guarantee you right now, you put James Woods in that commercial, despite the fact that probably 55% of America agrees with his political stances, maybe 50, there would be a public backlash generated by who? Not the public, but by the fringe. The Media Matters clowns, the Southern Poverty Law Center clowns, and it would be, oh, we got we to get away from this. Despite the fact that you're, you're trying to sell a product, you would think you'd want to sell the product to the majority of Americans, despite associating yourself with fringe ideas. It's perfectly okay to put Steph Curry up there. Now, Joe, do you remember discussing this in the past with Jamie Foxx? Mm-hmm. And Verizon. Mm-hmm. I was telling Joe one oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember this? I yep. was watching, uh, I forget what I was watching. It was, it, was, it was a night, in, I don't know, America's Got Talent or something like that. It's not many family-friendly shows about, you can watch About a year anymore. ago, yeah. Yeah, and even that show's kind of taken a, I'll take a pass on that, but Ninja Warrior, maybe my daughter loves that. And I saw a commercial for Verizon. Who comes out? Jamie Foxx. 
The actor Jamie Foxx, who defended Quentin Tarantino, who called cops murderers. Right. Now, that is a fringe left position accepted only by fringe wackadoodle leftists. But that Jamie Foxx accepts that position, no backlash at all. Because the media would have to generate the backlash, and they love far-left positions because they're far-leftists. Academia, college professors that have influence over thought pieces that go out there in think tanks. No backlash. The Hollywood culture, no backlash at all because they love it. The idea that cops are murderers, that's probably widely accepted in Hollywood. No backlash at all. Now, why am I discussing this today? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm just coming home yesterday and I'm reading this piece about how the NAACP now wants a meeting with the NFL because they're insisting that Colin Kaepernick uh, should be should be hired. Colin Kaepernick, the uh, the uh, quarterback, the failed quarterback for the 49ers who had had an abysmal season, who thinks nailing uh, kneeling to disrespect their country and national anthem is some form of uh, protest. Uh, the NAACP now feels that he should be hired, despite the fact that he sucks, he's a terrible quarterback, and that he's a public relations nightmare because, again, Joe, mm-hmm. the overwhelming majority of Americans love our country, which shouldn't surprise anyone. The NFL is a private organization. The teams are privately held. They have no obligation to hire this joker at all. This is a guy who wears socks depicting cops as pigs. Mm-hmm. He is pr- uh, he wears shirts praising uh, uh, Castro and the murderous regime in Cuba. Safe. It's all, all safe, Joe. Yeah, safe. You are absolutely all safe stuff to do. Cops as pigs, perfectly safe in safe. the media. You know, uh, Castro, oh my God, we got to love him. He's a socialist. He's a killer. He's a communist. We love them. Perfectly safe stuff. Now, I bring this up because it's what's fascinating about this is the NAACP is demanding a meeting with the NFL because they're saying now they're going to boycott, which is great. You're a little late to the party, NAACP. <laughs> now, I'm boycotting for totally different reasons because the NFL is not shutting this disrespect to the national anthem down. Do you want to do it? Do it in the locker room. And for all the, by the way, for those of you emailing me that, uh, and I appreciate the emails, I, I genuinely do, always, Daniel at Bongino.com. I read negative commentary and positive commentary. I've responded to liberals who've emailed me. I don't take any of this personal, but I, you, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Those of you who've emailed me about, well, Dan, I thought you were a free speech guy. I, Joe, I don't know how many times, I'm really yeah. getting a little disappointed in some of these emails because I usually, they re- think through what you're saying before you email. I am not saying, neither is Armacost, right. in any way, shape, or form that Colin Kaepernick's rights should be violated. I respect his rights, not him. If he wants to kneel and say America stinks, he's perfectly entitled to do that. No one's suggesting the police should arrest him. I'm telling you the NFL is a private organization, and the NFL can tell him whatever they want. And the NFL, which has a brand that you're trying to sell to me, Mm -hmm. should be saying, and other people like me who love and respect this country, they should say, this is our brand. You have the absolute right to protest. But you can't do it on on a field I pay for. You want to think about what you're telling me when you email me. I I don't don't get it. I thought you were a free speech guy. Yes, I am an absolutist. He absolutely has the right to say whatever he wants. He doesn't have the right to say at my house. Joe, if you invited Krapernick over your house for a house party, right? Mm. And he decides in your house to say you have a family coat of arms to go spit on it. Yeah. You, are, you, are you obligated to keep him in your house? No, I'd say, Krapernick, get the hell out of my house. That's exactly. 
You know, he he's going from a quarterback to a take him back. Because you know, if he could if if he could cut the mustard, he'd have a gig. <laughs> funny dude you make huh? me laugh it's true i like it's just okay get the hell out of my house that's what you'd say you'd beat it go outside when you're outside my house on the public street off my property say whatever you want about the armor cost coat of arms i don't care yeah. i mean you may offend me but it's nothing i can do but i'm not gonna have you arrested you're not infringing on his free speech you're infringing on his right to crap on your property that's what the it's the NFL's property. This guy has no legal right to say whatever he wants on that property held by the NFL. So what the interesting part about this and what got me fired up and why I wanted to do this show about how it's safe to associate with the fringe left, despite the fact that they're anti-American clowns. Is that uh, folks, the NAACP is probably going to get this meeting mm. for what is frankly a fringe demand. Now, the NAACP, another group that started with a very noble cause and has veered off into being a branch of the Democrat Party, they are probably going to get this meeting with the NFL. And what I find interesting, Joe, and they haven't yet, to be fair, the NFL has not agreed to this meeting. Okay. And the meeting is for, an, again, what I think an extraordinary demand that he must be hired, Krapernick. Yeah. Because Krapernick is, he's, he's black, so it, we must defend him, even if he's anti-American, and you must pay him, too, to be anti-American and alienate your fans. This is an extraordinary demand. Yeah. Now, I'm just setting this up because we'll probably know on Monday or by next week what happened. If they get this meeting, I want you to ask yourself one question. How come you didn't get a meeting? Now, I don't mean you personally, but I mean the 40 to 50% of Americans that define themselves as conservatives, libertarians, or Republicans, or even uh, conservative-leaning Democrats, ones that are upset at the NFL for allowing this guy to sit on the sideline and crap all over the country. Mm. How come you didn't get a meeting? How come there wasn't a meeting with the Heritage Foundation or a meeting with Tea Party groups? Oh, the Tea Party? Oh, my God, we can't do that. No, but you can meet with an organization that's demanding you hire a guy disrespecting the country who wears Castro shirts and socks with cops depicted as pigs. That meeting's okay. That not only does he do it, but we should pay him for it. That meeting's fine. But a meeting with normal everyday Americans who represent conservative values. They would, Joe, the, the backlash in the media, academia, and Hollywood, again, the fringe, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. say this enough, would be severe. But if the NAACP gets a meeting demanding you pay this guy, everything will be cool. It's all good. Nobody will care one bit. Folks, it's disappointing because as I was flying back, I was thinking we cannot even agree anymore on a common set of facts. And for those of you who heard me on Hannity Radio today, I, I respect Spencer Tillman a lot, but I had a pretty fiery debate with Spencer Tillman, who was uh, an old NFL player and does commentary now. And th- to be fair, he doesn't come on to talk about politics. He kind of got caught up in the Dan Bongino wrecking ball yesterday but uh it was a little yeah I don't know if you heard this Joe but it it was it was a for those of you again a little behind the scenes if you go on Hannity radio it's common to do obviously one segment and this the length of the segments up in the air there's only a couple hard breaks when you go on air it's usually at this Joe knows the bottom of the hour and the top of the hour the rest are what they call floaters right right so you could take an interview you know five minutes longer if you want I knew this was getting spicy, me and Spencer Tillman, because the interview went on a long time and Sean was like, hey, can you stay for past the break? I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. And it wound up going over two segments, but I, I had this this kind of back and forth with Tillman and 
you know, he brought up the point that I, you know, oh, maybe he isn't a clown, Kaepernick. Like you shouldn't call him a clown. And fair enough um, that he you sh- he was talking to me because I called him a clown. But he is a clown because he's like, oh, he's standing on principle. I go, what principle is that? Um, I, and it got spicy. I go, Spencer, tell me what the principle is. What principle does wearing socks, literally with cops depicted as pigs? What principle is that? Is it that? I mean, what's your principle that that literally cops are engaging in some? What was that movie, uh, that show? There was a TV show. Manimal, right? Was it Manimal? Oh. It was back in the 80s or 90s where this guy used to be able to turn into animals like sharks and stuff. It was on for, I loved it. I thought it was the goofiest show ever, but I, I loved it. I remember the name, that's all. Yeah, you remember that? Like <laughs> the guy, he turned into a shark in a pool and eat someone or something? But the, the Manimal, like is, is, is that the principle that he really believes that male police officers and female police officers can physically transform into pigs? No, the principle he's trying to put out there is that a pig is largely considered a dirty animal for for strange reasons, but it's considered a dirty animal and comparing anyone to a pig is never considered a good thing. It's considered an act of disrespect towards cops. Well, that's his principle, Spencer. That's what I was trying to say. Like, what principle are you defending? He's defending the principle of what? Socialism? You mean the murderous system responsible for the deaths of, of millions of people? What, what principle is he defending there? The brutal use of government force to murder people who don't provide for the government? What, what principle? This is what I'm saying. Like Kaepernick does. He's a clown. He doesn't even know what principle he's defending because he's too dumb to figure it out. And we're all supposed to go, oh, we, hey, we got to respect this guy. He's got principles. He's full of crap. He's a BS artist. He is a bull. You know, that's all he is. And what the point I wanted to bring up yesterday, too, about Kaepernick is Joe not everybody in the NFL is a multi-multi-millionaire. Right. You know how I know that? Because I know, I'm not going to say his name or where I know him yeah. from, but, you know, my prior jobs, you can probably figure it out. He didn't make it in the NFL. He spent about two years there despite an illustrious college career. Hurt his neck, had a hard time moving his neck, and he eventually had to take up another line of work. Mm-hmm. I got news for you, folks. He's not poor, but he's pretty middle class. Not everyone in the NFL is a multi-quadrillionaire. Many are. But there are guys who go to work because they love football and they love their jobs. And it's really sad that Krapernick, in this unprincipled clown piece of garbage, has decided to take down an entire organization on a principle he doesn't even understand and isn't even willing to articulate. And I, I don't think Spencer Tillman should have defended him. But I respect Spencer's opinion. I understand he's a sportscaster. He tries to stay out of politics. So I didn't mean to get hostile with him. But I, I just don't, this guy gets no respect from me uh, or anybody I know for that matter. Nobody I know respects this clown. All right, um, folks, are you prepared for the next uh, pending landfall of a, 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 you know, of, a, of, a, of a storm? Or God forbid, I mean, it's probably, a, a, you know, I don't mean it's a really bad time right now because Hurricane Harvey, I'm actually looking at the tracker right now. They're projecting landfall as a Category 3. And uh, I really don't mean to, you know, use this moment to, to try to sell you a product. I know that kind of sounds bad, but it is important. I mean, we do have to go get prepared. And this is one of those times where you think to yourself, are you prepared if something were to happen? You know, my Patriot Supply has a month's supply of emergency food. Again, I understand the timing is really awful, but these times should remind us as well that we need to be prepared. We ensure everything in our lives that matters. We ensure our health. We ensure our car, our homes. We ensure our teeth. Insurance is meant to provide a safety blanket in case of some kind of impending disaster. You know, you have the threat from the North Koreans. I mean, you look at some of these food shelves that are barren. God forbid we had a couple weeks without power. 
you know, there's an expression out there, you're only four missed meals away from chaos. And Thomas Sowell always uses this quote. He says, you know, the society and civilization are a thin crust on a volcano. Yeah. Folks, we have to be prepared. Go to my Patriot Supply. The email, I'll give you the, excuse me, I'll give you the website. It's preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. And they'll get you a month's supply of emergency food. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It lasts 25 years, folks. All you need is water. That's all you need to prepare it. Keep it. Stick it in your closet. Hope you never need it. But better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Go pick up your month's supply of emergency food today. And again, God bless those people over there in the hurricane zone. Uh, I live in Florida. Um, sadly, even though I've only been here two years, intimately familiar with hurricane prep. A lot of you listened to the shows last year. I know Joe, mm-hmm. Joe was, as we were actually going through it, my I wife s- and I luck. I saw those screens that you put up, the affordable screens. Yeah, yeah. We, they have accordion shutters. Yeah, yeah I mean, we wow. have, you have to shut down your whole house. It looks like like a roll down gate um, in Florida, but you have to have either impact windows, accordion shutters, or hang shutters here in Florida. Wow. And luckily for us, it was only it only made landfalls a category one. It was loud. It sounded like a loud thunderstorm. But the people in the Gulf right now are looking at potentially a two or a three and some pretty significant flooding. This is serious stuff. So get prepared and uh, God bless you. Uh, if you, I'll be praying for you. You know, I never say that if I don't mean it, if you live in that area. So, uh, yeah, God bless you, folks. I hope we can get through this with the least amount of damage possible. But it looks pretty uh, looks pretty spooky right now. Okay, uh, let me see. McConnell, oh, gosh, that McConnell thing went nuclear. Yes, I called McConnell a foie gras eating insider swamp rat yesterday yeah. on Fox and Friends. <laughs> and like that, that thing, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of feedback on that one. Yeah. That was story was in the Hill, the Washington Times. But, um. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to beat that up, but just one quick thing on it, because I want to get to one final story. It's another example of how liberals try to do something. The exact opposite happens and you like scratch your head. Listen, I'm not trying to. I, I get it. The Maybe the language I could use is a little different. But the point of the matter is until you've run for office, folks, you don't really understand what happens behind the scenes. And one of the problems I have with McConnell is McConnell and his allies, it's not that, you know, this had, remember, Joe, it's not just liberals who, you know, I use the example a lot of liberalism, how policies designed to help you don't just, you know, not in other words, like if, if they see you fall on the sidewalk, it's mm-hmm. not that these policies just don't help you up. It's that these policies actually punch you in the face as you try to get up. Yeah. That's, but sometimes that happens with Republicans too, and we have to call it out. And this is one of the problems I have with McConnell. It's really not personal, but McConnell, it's not that he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't help a lot of Republicans out there. For those of you who don't understand what happens behind the scenes, there are McConnell-aligned outlets that strategically go after Tea Party Republicans. It's not just that they don't help them. It's that they actually hurt them. They put up attack ads. They, and the reason is McConnell is obsessed with staying in power. McConnell does not want Tea Party-aligned Republicans that will not vote for his continued leadership of the Senate Republican Party. That's the problem I have with McConnell. McConnell has put his personal ambitions, his power ambitions, he has put them ahead of principal conservative values and advancing policies in the United States Senate that would advance the conservative agenda. Mm. Folks, this is important stuff. This is not a minor distinction. He wants to stay in power. He's absolutely terrified that if Tea Party type folks like the Chris McDaniels uh, who ran down south and almost won, that if these guys get elected, you know, people like me when I ran for Senate, that they will not vote for him in leadership. And the fact that they represent conservative values matters not to him. 
So he is an insider swamp rat. He can be particularly vicious and he needs to go because it's the very election, Joe, of people like that, the McDaniel types and the Tea Party types. It's their election Mm -hmm. that is going to push the conservative agenda when they get up in the Senate. So he's hurting our cause. It's not that he's just not helping it. He's actively hurting it. And that's the problem I have with McConnell because I did get a lot of, uh, gosh, did I get a lot of email on that? Like a swamp rat, McConnell. Yes, McConnell. He's the swamp rat. Well, you and explained yourself. There you go. A lot of people yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah, I use the Queens thing too, which you've heard on the show a couple times. I did. I explained <laughs> yeah. that, and uh, yeah, people seem to love that. All right, here's another story I, I thought was great. But hey, um, before we get to, that, have you signed up for CRTV yet, folks? We have two really terrific shows on CRTV. I'd really request you give a look. Okay. Uh, Go to CRTV.com, promo code Bongino for $10 off. It's a fraction of the cost of what you would pay for cable. A fraction, less than $10 a month when you use my promo code, right? There's a show Levin has up about McConnell right now, and it goes through the history of how McConnell has done this, how he has taken over the Senate for his own personal power ambitions and destroyed our conservative legacy in the attempt to move, you know, not in all cases, but in the majority of cases where we would have had the votes and didn't because he pushed to have incumbents elected rather than people who would have actually advanced the conservative agenda. Mm -hmm. That's on Levin TV now. Secondly, Michelle Malkin has another unbelievable show about Walter Durante and the history of the fake news media. This is a really unbelievable show that will help you understand how the conservative, uh, the liberal media, excuse me, pushes an anti-conservative agenda over facts. That the the facts-based journalism has become opinion, opinion designed to to, uh, defend liberal values. It's really a great show. Michelle Malkin investigates um, Levin TV's new show. Go check it out, CRTV.com. Put in promo code Bongino. All right, here's one of those stories that makes you laugh. Final story of the day about, again, liberals, you know, always trying to help and kicking you in, in the stones as you try to get up. <laughs> so the Park Service, Joe, under Obama, National Park Service, had this policy where they were going to ban bottled water in these, uh, these, these federal lands, these public parks. You know, under the theory of, oh, sustainability, Joe. These, you know, these, uh, these plastic bottles, they're, they're clogging up everything. They're destroying the earth. We're going to die. You know what they always do, their <laughs> apocalyptic view of the world. So they banned it. And they said, this is no more bottled water, water bottles in public parks. And everybody celebrated. And of course, the left thought this was great. But of course, the left, uh, you know, intentions matter more than results. Now, we're going to get past the intentions portion. The intentions were to, we're going to clean up public parks of plastic water bottles. What were the actual results? So liberals, you can tune out now. This is where we get to the thinking portion of the show, where we analyze what actually happened, not what you wanted to happen. Well, they didn't ban soda and sports drinks. You may say, so what? Well, Joe, this may come as a shock to liberals, but mm. people need fluids to survive. Were you aware of this? Uh, yeah. I, yes, You've heard did. of this before. I, yes, you yeah. will be a piece of uh, beef. teriyaki beef jerky beef, yeah, exactly. if, in a public park if you refuse to consume fluids. Right. So, uh, surprising many liberals, people had to bring fluids to the park to stay alive. That's a really, this was a tough one for liberals to figure out. So they didn't ban soda and sports drinks. Now, what's the difference between soda and bottled water? One of them's carbonated, one of them's not. At least when you're talking about flat water, not Perrier or something like that. Mm. One of them's carbonated, one of them's not. Well, why would you care? Well, carbonated water creates more pressure in the bottle, which requires a thicker, thicker bottle, which requires more plastic. 
So plastic waste has actually increased in public parks <laughs> after the ban of bottled water because the bottles being brought into public parks now are now thicker, bigger plastic bottles to contain the soda and the carbonated beverages <laughs> being brought into public parks. But Libs, keep in mind, so Trump, the reason this is a story today, it's, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes again, it was a journal piece, is because... Liberals are having a meltdown that Trump rescinded this stupid ban on bottled water and said you can now bring bottled water into parks. So they rescinded this stupidity. And liberals, despite the fact that all the evidence is saying that their policy totally backfired and there's more bottled waste in the park, not less, they don't care, Joe, because liberals don't care about the truth, folks. It is safe. It is always safe to make home with the far left. Despite the fact that they hold fringe positions, not backed by research, not backed by results, not backed by data, not backed by anything, and frankly, not held by the overwhelming majority of Americans. It is always safe to hang out over there with the left. And they're losing their minds that Trump rescinded this ban on bottled water, despite the fact that the evidence points, because it doesn't matter. They don't care about evidence. They just care about their stupid ideology. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Thank you to everyone who uh, reviewed our show on iTunes. We're up to like 364 uh, reviews now from 250. So thank you so much. I read them all. I really appreciate it. Please go to Bongino.com and subscribe to my email list. It means a lot. So thanks a lot, folks. I'll talk to you all next week. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.